0: But let me just the thought to, tonight is I want to teach a little bit on the kingdom of heaven and just i 'll just say a few things um, i'm going to ask our our uh, booth sound booth to find John chapter eighteen verses twenty eight through thirty five before you show any of the other verses, John chapter eighteen verses twenty eight through thirty five um, I, I want to just talk a little bit about the kingdom of heaven uh, just in brief, and then we'll let you go tonight but I was thinking about uh, this amazing kingdom, and the fact that we are a part of it is just overwhelming to my mind that God would love us so some some believers think that they deserve it you know that's a worldly perspective, but they think they deserve it we deserve that I mean you know we're worthy you know we only we only deserve because God said, I'll give it to you in the sense that God says, okay, here, you take it and I'm going to purchase you by the blood of my son. Okay. So, but it's not on you. It's not some merit of your own that you deserve. You only, God only gives uh, those amazing gifts to those he wants to. So there's no really deserve on your part. If you want to kind of couch it in a different way, maybe we'll talk about it. But this amazing kingdom, uh, my title tonight was, My Kingdom Is Not From Here. And I wanted to share that because so many believers that I find just have a wrong idea of Christianity. And I'm not saying that to put anybody down. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. You know, it's not always good to start your message off with something kind of negative. You want to say something real positive, you know, get everybody rah-rah and then hit them, you know. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but, but I, I just want want to just share a few thoughts. My kingdom is not from here. Sometimes when when I've read that all of my life, and you have read that I'm sure all of your life, but when you think about that, we think of it in um, in a, a a very big way. Oh, my kingdom is not from here, so it's heaven. Right. That is true. But it is not from here in that. It is the antithesis of things here. Amen. It is the antithesis or that means that. It is the direct uh, uh, opposite of what's here. It's just a direct opposite. And uh, you and I are of the earth, as it were, we grew up in the earth. We grew up understanding earthly things, and we try to make the kingdom of heaven like the the kingdoms of the earth. But that's not accurate at all. It's totally opposite. And if you want to uh, embrace something of the earth and you want to justify it, you can't really justify it because Jesus says, my kingdom is not from here. My kingdom is like, not like these kingdoms. And so I, I wanted to look at John chapter 18, uh, verses 28 through 35. I'd like to read them. Uh, it says, uh, then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium, and it was early morning, but they themselves did not go into the praetorium lest they should be defiled, uh, but that they might eat the Passover. So they didn't want to go into this Gentile residence because they wanted to eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, if he were not an evildoer, we would not have de- delivered him up to you. I mean, that was a lie too. Now and, and and notice here what they're saying. They just lied. You know, maybe that's not good to kind of say. They just lied, right? Uh, And so then Pilate said to them, you take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, and when the scripture says the Jews, it meant the leaders. And I've said some things quite uh, lately about our leaders. We have to be careful about our leaders. You have to be careful by following just anybody. You want to follow people as they follow Christ. And if there's some... um, uh, red flag that you see, then recognize it as a red flag. That is, if there's something that says this person is really not what Jesus is, then you don't follow them. They can be at the pulpit. They can preach the the most dynamic sermons. It doesn't matter. They can sing the best songs. But no, you don't follow. Now listen, it says, Therefore the Jews, or the leaders, said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke signifying by what death he would die. So they said, well, we can't kill anybody because they would kill him by, st- by stoning. He said, we can't do that. Verse 33 says, then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Now, now he's, he's, because they're saying, he claims to be the king of the Jews. He goes, are you king of the Jews? Are you king of the Jews? And so Jesus answered him, are, are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? Now, it's it's interesting that Jesus would ask such a question, you know, to me. He he didn't talk at all to Herod, because Herod was so wicked, he wouldn't even talk to him. But here he asks, and and so when he asks Pilate this question, it really bugged him. It bugs Pilate, and um, Pilate um, uh, answered and said, am I a Jew? You know, like putting him, trying to put him down. Uh, he said, your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? It's, it's your folks that delivered you to me. And he also says to Jesus, I've got the power to crucify you. I can let you go. I've got the power Jesus. You don't have any power over me. Amen. Only power you have is what's given to you from above. Amen. And so, so that, that really translates to all of us but I, I'm afraid that most of us don't really grasp that. We're too busy living life to really know what Jesus is saying in these cases. So I want us to, to just bring us down to reality. In verse 36, Jesus answered Pilate by saying, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, we would, if it were an earthly kingdom, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the, to the Jews or to these leaders. But now my kingdom is not from here. So Jesus is saying to Pilate that, that Rome that you, doesn't have anything, as it were, at this juncture to fear from me. You know, uh, um, this is not some political insurrection. This is not. Uh, I'm not some zealot. I'm not some revolutionary leader. My kingdom is not like that. And this is for us to understand that. Because we see the kingdoms of this world doing various things to keep themselves strong and in power, but the kingdom of heaven is not like that. I told you not long ago that that in Matthew chapter 11, I think yeah, about verse 13 or somewhere in it, 11, 12, 13, where Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force is a verse we often use. But it's that the kingdom of heaven is subject to this violence uh, or or is moving, uh, advancing forcefully, but the violent people are attacking it. It's kind of like that. I think that's a better understanding that violent men are trying to seize it and take hold of it. This was happening right there, and it's happening today. And I I think I feel the, the sense that I should say these things because I don't want us to be unaware if you're, if you're co-opted, you don't know. If you've been hypnotized, quote-unquote, uh, that's a terrible word to use in, in this message, but if you have been co-opted, hypnotized, brainwashed by the world system, you won't know it. You know, you know, you have to be delivered by, by, by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God. You can be delivered by the Word of God. You don't need somebody saying, I deliver you in Jesus' name, I set you free. You don't need that. I mean, if that works for you, hey, take it. But you don't really need that. You need, you, if you're listening to the word of God, the word in you will change you. Right. Because you and I are becoming the word. The word was made flesh. In the, it, it was the, the word was made flesh, Jesus. God put the word in, in, in the womb. And the, and the word of God in the womb connected uh, to Mary's uh, egg produced the person. And so John is marveling at that. And I marvel at that as well. So I believe also that God has placed the Word in our hearts when we receive Christ. You can't receive Christ without the Word, and so He placed Christ in our hearts. So the, the Word of God is now in my heart. As I, I, as I said multiple times recently, there's a place in me that is the perfect. There's a place in you that's perfect. It's unmolested by sin. And, and so, that, so, so that informs us. So I am, you are, being now made what that is. Amen. Amen. That's big to me. Amen. And so, so we have to look at the kingdom of heaven differently, not like, oh, I got my heavenly stuff and I got my earthly stuff here. A lot of believers do that unknowingly, but I want you to be different. Amen. So he says here, uh, Jesus says, uh, it, my kingdom is not of this world. It's from another place. The kingdom that, that I am establishing is from heaven. It doesn't come by rebelling and fighting and shooting and killing and lying. It comes by a new birth. It comes by being born again. And truly being born again, made new, made into something different. And sometimes you have to, like, just resist the enemy. Because there's always, a, there's a, we have two natures. And there's the old nature that always wants you to lean toward it and follow it. And sometimes we rationalize the old nature. We wouldn't do it knowingly. We would never do it knowingly. But we say, yes, but what about? And we start to argue against ourselves for something that is outside of ourselves. We argue against ourselves. We argue against the position of God because the kingdom of heaven is the polar opposite to these kingdoms. All right. We can be, we are in the world, but we are never to be of the world. So th- we have to understand that. So Jesus says, uh, my kingdom is not from here. So that means that the conduct, the righteous conduct of all of us must not be from here. All right? That's right. But so... So we have to conduct our lives totally differently. And, and I, sometimes we misunderstand even that. Conducting our lives is not based on, on what I'm thinking I should do or, okay, I have a good idea about what I should do or there's something I see in, in worldly people that I want to emulate so much. I don't do that. I don't teach that. If others do and you like it, hey, wow, when I was a boy traveling uh, back in the country, they used to have signs on the roads that travel at your own risk. So when you, when you disobey the word of God, you're traveling at your own risk. But you, you, you do this, you, you, you fulfill what God wants by your obedience to the Lord. Not what you think you ought to obey, but what God commands you to obey. And that is the word of God, God himself. So the kingdom that Jesus is speaking of is not a base and low kingdom, it's not earthly, but it's lofty and it's heavenly. It's, it's greater than what we can think. I love the words of Paul when he says, I hasn't seen ear, nor ear heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man, the things that God has in store for those who love him. So what that means is the best day of your life pales in comparison to heaven's glory. And that's what God wants us to grasp. And so this kingdom that Jesus is speaking of to Pilate, my kingdom is not from here. This is a kingdom we have a foretaste of. We have a foretaste of this kingdom. So, so let's not give this up. Um, I'm really captured by the words uh, of the scripture uh, when uh, Jesus gives the parables of the master giving uh, talents and the, the pounds or the minas to his servants, and he's go, he goes away. And uh, and while he is away, uh, they are tested. You know, you know. It's like if you work for somebody, and uh, you're working, you're working, you 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 have you have working like with eye service. You're doing it because you know the boss's eyes are on you, and so you do this work and you do this work. When the boss leaves, you go glad you're gone. You know, and you sit down. That's the attitude that many churchgoers have with Jesus. Now, they may not intentionally know that, but that's what they do. Uh, we've talked about our default position. You know, what are you when you're t- in total repose? What are you when you're, you're just uh, nobody's watching? I can do whatever I want to. Well, that's who you really are. Yeah, Somebody said very well that integrity is what you are when nobody's watching you. And so Christianity is that way as well. It's who you are and what you are when nobody's watching you. Who are you when you're alone? Who are you when you're alone? I, I make sure those who travel with me know that I rarely, rarely, ever, almost, you could almost say never watch television when I'm gone because I, I don't want to, that to be wh- who I am. I don't want to be in a hotel room channel surfing, you know, because that's who I am because, because th- there's a voice in my head that, that, that says, Don, what are you doing? There's a voice in my head that says that. You know, and uh, it, it's, it's not only the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's the voice of my wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, if she were to ask me, did you watch any TV? What did you watch? I can tell her, well, the, it, the, the playoffs were on and I watched one or two quarters of the game. You know, I may do that, may, but I can't even remember when I did. I may, I may do something like that. So Jesus is saying to us that, that, uh, his kingdom is a heaven. It's a heavenly kingdom. It's a lofty kingdom. Uh, it's the kingdom, the kingdom where there is only one will, that is the will of God the Father, it, and it is the kingdom that is ruled by one person, God the Most High. It is ruled by a selfless God. It is uh, ruled by the meekest being in all of creation. Now. Jesus Christ. He, it's ruled by, somebody, ruled by somebody who is just, somebody who is righteous, someone who himself is love, someone who is selfless, totally selfless love. And so he is not only that, but it's also the one who originated those things that we need, like originated forgiveness. I, I, I think about forgiveness. So he's telling Paul, he says, Paul Pilate, but he says, My kingdom is not from here. He is, all of this is in, in that statement that his kingdom is nothing like the earthly kingdoms where people point fingers and try to destroy you and justify it. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. And, and so God is call, calling all of us uh, into account for our actions because while Jesus is away, so Jesus is away, and he's going to come back and say, what did you do while I was away? How did you conduct your business? Well, I was doing good works. That's not, I didn't tell you to do works that you call good. I, I have created good works for you to walk in, not for you to work in, not for you to work out on your own. So this amazing kingdom is something I think that we have to really look at uh, with new, a new lens. We have to look at it with uh, a greater uh, dedication to the things of God, because what we are, are while he is away is what we really are, okay? Now, <clears throat> this one, this kingdom um, it is ruled by the one who, as I said, who originated forgiveness. I love forgiveness. I love forgiveness. Forgiveness is my brand new start. You know, we say, well, number eight is a is, uh, new beginning. That's really nice, right? But number eight is nothing if you don't get forgiven. And, and so, and, and God grants you forgiveness God grants us forgiveness he, he says I grant you forgiveness that's amazing to me I don't know about all of you but I get amazed at these things I'm totally amazed so this is what the kingdom of heaven is, heaven is. somebody who, who gave sinners who are prone to sin he gave them forgiveness so all we have to do is come and say forgive me Jesus okay. is it that easy you have to do anything. You can't do anything. It's too costly. You can't pay for it, and so that's what the kingdom of heaven is like: is this amazing forgiveness and then redemption, that God actually purchased us with the blood of His Son. I haven't said this in a while, but uh, somebody was talking about um, about uh, uh, sin and and the devil and how the devil is so powerful and, and all that. See, I don't go for that. That's, that's bogus stuff for me. Y'all know who I am. That's bogus to me. That that's makes no sense. I know the devil has power. He did not have any power over Jesus. Come on. Jesus beat him by himself with all of his demons, all of his, all of his, all of the angels. Jesus didn't need a, a, another army. Jesus defeated the devil by himself. Defeated him in his moment of weakness. And now as a believer, I'm going to give the devil some power. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Are you, are you with me? I mean, even when I'm weak, I'm strong. Because the, the greater one lives in us. You know, Jesus Christ lives. So this is what Jesus said, my kingdom is not from here. So everybody who is, has been born from above, you're not from here. In that regard, you're not, spiritually speaking, you're not from here. You, know, you have an earthly body, a natural body that's from here, but then that overcomes all that wrong that you receive from your earthly father. All of that is overcome by the blood of Jesus Christ who has redeemed you from all of those things that you could never be justified from. He justified you. So he's given you this amazing thing called justification where he declares the sinner uh, not guilty. That's he says. That's the kingdom I'm from. I, I declare sinners not guilty based on faith in Jesus Christ, based, based on faith in me. So this is what Jesus is saying. And then he gives us eternal salvation eternal salvation. Let me share this and I'll be done. Um, you've got to watch me whenever See, I'll be done, right? So, so the, the kingdom of, I, call, I entitled this little section The Kingdom of Heaven and Children. Uh, and here in Matthew 18 1 through 5 it says, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no, by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, now, now listen what he says. I mean, he means that. You've got to be converted and become like a child. Or you can't enter. You will not enter. I just take him at his word. Then he says in verse 4, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So he answers the question uh, twofold. First, un- unless you are converted, changed, Totally changed to something you're not. And become, by the change, it's a metamorphosis that happens, you become like a child. We despise that. I see it all over Christianity, or Christendom, I should say, where where Christians don't want to be like a child. They want to be smart and brilliant and and, and the sharpest knife in the drawer, and and they want to one-up you. That's not what he says. He says, you have to be converted, change, Become like, a, like children or you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. And he said, but whoever humbles him, himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom. So they wanted to know that. So whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. And so what Jesus is saying, that we should be spending our time with those who are like little children. Those who we don't think are all that. Um, my wife and I, and, and really, I, I think she was maybe the leader in this. <clears throat> there was someone in our life uh, that was not very smart. And they just weren't very smart. They were very slow. And nobody wanted to have anything to do with this person. And uh, you may have even encountered this person. And just the, but she decided that we were going to show special favor to this person. And so what we did, we, we did, and, do, and still do, we give special attention to this person. And, uh, and uh, we, we make phone calls, we answer phone calls, we do everything to make sure this person is right, and sometimes just lavish praise upon this person. And you would be amazed at how much this person loves it and appreciates it. And Jesus is saying, this is what my kingdom is like. We, I had a vision uh, once, and uh, when we were all. I've told you the story. I told you some of my stories at least one time, I think. Uh, I don't want to be like those old people we used to talk about. To keep telling the same old story, you know? We used to do that, right? I tell good stories. Who said that? Oh, shoot. Someone preach over here. I'm going to preach over here. I, one time I had this vision. That, that those of us who were here at the fellowship, we were, <laughs> we were going to see God. and It was a wonderful vision. We, and it was a trail about so wide, and we were going up this mountain to see God, but God had put this person in the way, some person who seemed a little slow and, and withdrawn, and we were just bugged as could be because we couldn't go around this person and in the vision we couldn't go around I'm coming to back out to y'all uh, we, we, we couldn't go around the person and we and there were like briars and things up there and, you know thorns and so we couldn't get around and this person would just stop and pick the, the flowers and look at them and we were so annoyed like hurry we we're, we're going to see God we got an invitation he, we could see his big palace on that on the top of the mountain And this person wasn't. And so when we got there, we finally got there. No thanks to that person. We we, we finally got there, and we got there. My question was, God, why did you have that person in front of us? He said, because you would have left this person. You would have left her behind. You would have left her behind. And I would have required it of you when you got here. So God was protecting us by putting these kinds of people in our lives. So he said, yeah. Okay, so so Jesus is saying some things that are amazing to us. He said because in, in, in Jewish culture at that juncture at that time point in history, uh, little children were not regarded as very much, and so Jesus has got to be like the people's not regarded as very much. I, I'm learning as I grow older, and I want you to learn too before you grow old. You know that that His kingdom is not from here, and the things that we esteem are an abomination to him. It doesn't matter how eloquently they are presented. They're an abomination to God. The things that men esteem are an abomination to God. And and this is the church that Jesus is raising up in this hour. This is the church that will say that and not be influenced by the co-opted people or those who co-opt, you know, to take them and dilute them into their system or to take away what God has intended for you. Take it away. That's what the, the, the Jewish leaders did when Jesus was there. They were, they were so ridiculous. They were taking trying to take the kingdom from him, the, the rightful heir for themselves. The men are doing it right today. Pastors and leaders are doing it today. And we see it. And we don't seem to be bothered by it. I'm just saying, I think that God is giving us warnings. I really do because I believe um, as I'm walking through it, as I'm praying and talking to the Lord, I believe that that's what he has shown me in his word. Now, my time is one minute. No, it's 20 seconds. Uh, Let me say quickly, when I was fasting those days, and and you may stand if you will, When, when I was fasting those days back, what, about 12 years ago when it started I was fasting. I didn't know why God would call a 60-year-old to fast for 40 days and nights. And then I remember you came and visited me. We had a good time and sharing. I, I didn't know what that was about. But God said one word to me at the end of it. You've obeyed me. Now you've obeyed me. And then the second 40-day fast was another difficult thing. And then a third one was diff- difficult. So I asked the Lord, Lord, why am I doing all of that? I believe it's because God wants to say something to me, but also to you. And I believe that you have been specifically called and specially called by God to make a difference. To not be just like everybody else, every nominal believer you find, but to be very different. And dare to be different. Dare to say, the kingdom I'm a part of is not from here. So that means my conduct is not like your conduct. Amen. Amen. Thank you.